We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Roto-Wire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig. It's Monday, August 14th. Uh, all night games, one game not part of the main slate, though. The Indians-Red Sox starts uh, at 6-10 Eastern. That's going to be chopped off for the purposes of our conversation. But 10 other games out there, plenty of high over-under totals, and the Rockies are at home. So a Coors slate and a good size slate for a Monday as we start breaking things down. Uh, as I started looking at today's slate, Mario, the first observation I had was that I don't like the pitching like at all. Oh, It's bad, like real bad. Zach Grinke, the best pitcher on the board, uh, gets the Astros, so that makes it really difficult to throw him. Uh, the Diamondbacks are favored, though, in this game. They're minus 150 favorites, and the 9 over-under is actually one of the lower totals on the board. So maybe there's some kind of contrarian angle there. I'm not going to explore it. Michael Fulmer's coming back from elbow neuritis. He's making his first start since hitting the DL. That comes at Arlington against the Rangers. He's 8,500. I didn't feel good about that. The two pitchers I, I leaned on, Jose Quintana, 8,400 yeah. against the Reds. He's, He's got to be, be the chalk, right? Easily the most chalky. He's, they're minus 210. Over-unders 9 at home. Everything you could like about Quintana is set up there today. He'll be very heavily owned, I think. And then Jared Eikhoff at 7,400 against the Padres. The pick on the Padres method has been pretty effective throughout this season. He's been pretty good. Eikhoff's form's been better lately. Strikeout appeal certainly there with a team like San Diego with so much swing and miss in that lineup. But otherwise, what are you going to do otherwise? Are you going <laughs> to throw Adam Conley out there against the, the Giants maybe? I, I just, 
I had a hard time finding I would, other pitchers that I felt good about. So Conley's weird because like he's always had decent you know strikeout rate, but uh, he gets clobbered a lot, and there's reason to think that he's still not as good as his recent numbers have been. But uh, in all the ways that he's been bad, it's not because he gives up big homers. It's like he just gets he walks guys and then gives up uh, you know little singles and doubles that get people home. So I, I don't even know if like being in Miami going against a home run deficient team like the Giants is necessarily as good of a setup as it looks because uh, they've always been like a station to station kind of batting team anyway. And that seems what he's more vulnerable to than it is like mashers. So it looks kind of like a trap to me, but I also have uh, gotten wrong how he'd fare uh, since being recalled, and he's he's done better than I thought. So I guess on a weak slate like this, it's not worth fully ruling him out, but I'm not going to pick him. If I had to get belligerent and make a call the, from the lower end of the list price-wise, I guess my choice would be Jake Junis against the A's, but I don't. I don't really actually recommend that. What about uh, what about Travis Wood? Yeah, I guess the the Petco factor is there. And the the Phillies, Phillies factor can be, can be bad. The best case scenario for Travis Wood is probably what the start he had against the Pirates a few times ago. Out seven Ks. Six yeah, he's, he's pretty bad, but I mean, he his last start where he gave up five earned. It was in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, the last time he was at home against Pittsburgh, probably the best case scenario, but on a slate like this, any box score resembling that at this price would be putting you pretty well on the track to cash. So um, tournament only, obviously, but I guess if we're looking at somebody other than um, other than Eikhoff and Quintana, that's probably where I'd go, I guess, but I, I, I don't know. I might not make a third lineup in that case. Keep an eye on the weather as well. There's a threat of rain in Chicago, but Quintana 8400, chalky as it might be, might but be the way I go. It looks I, like it's uh, late in the game, if any part, and uh, you know things can change in a matter of hours, obviously, but looks like it, it should be you know enough for Quintana to get his quality start in. Yeah, so uh, Quintana, Eikhoff, I'm looking away from Granky and Gossman right now. I think as a GPP contrarian call at 9,500, Granky could work. But I think the downside is that at 9,500, he's the most expensive pitcher. It's going to limit your Coors exposure. And I think you, know, you want a lot of Coors exposure uh, with Julio Tehran going for the Braves. Chad Bettis making his return. Uh, first start since going through treatment for testicular cancer. You got narrative for sure and a guy that everyone's going to be rooting for. Uh, for obvious reasons, uh, two starts this week for season-long owners, but both of those coming in Colorado. Uh, so this is going to be a weird night. I think you're going to see some big numbers. You're going to see a lot of pitchers getting roughed up uh, because it's mostly number four, number five starter types as you look up and down this price list. As far as your stacks go, sure, you know, loading up Braves hitters and Rockies hitters is always going to be part of the equation when teams are playing in Colorado. But who else do you want to stack against of these lower end starting pitchers? Well, I was going to say, as as obvious as the Coors stack always is, there might be other targets on this slate with similar uh, upside that won't be targeted that much. And I'm especially thinking Yankees and Mets. Uh, that game is is a high over under ten. Both of those pitchers, uh, you know, Montero. I don't understand how he was so good as a prospect, and then like everything just went off the rails but uh they're off the rails and uh yeah those guys there's some big bats going against both of those pitchers in that game sessa the other one 
And uh, you would think they won't be targeted that much, uh, especially when there's Arizona bats going against Colin McHugh and, uh, yeah, everybody involved with the Colorado game. Yeah, I think the uh, Mets, even on the road against the Yankees, Luis Sessa, I think there's some tournament appeal to the Mets. The downside of picking on the Yankees is getting that bullpen. Yeah. That bullpen can come in and shut you down if the starter pitches well. And Montero is not going to give them, like, the the point differential to discourage the high leverage guys from coming in. Right. So that's why it's like tournament only for me. I think Sess is a guy you can pick on with the Mets getting a park boost and the Mets being thinned out by some trades as well. Uh, you know, Tigers against Martin Perez, no problem with that. Orioles against Giovanni Gallardo in Seattle. I think that's another quality stack too. Yeah. Gallardo he he just he just isn't good anymore. Like it's there's no there's no reason to fear him whatsoever, no. and he could be chased in four and change, five innings too. Rarely pitches deep into his starts. Uh, the last time Giovanni Gallardo completed six innings was June 12th on the road against Minnesota. So a lot of short starts from him, a lot of middle relief potential as you look at those Orioles bats going up against Seattle. Uh, to backtrack a bit... Um are you off Gosman just as like a general distrust of him or like a, a kind of a fear of the Seattle bats? Uh, he's been pretty fantasy friendly lately. High strikeout numbers. Which, I mean, he's always done that. Um, every once in a while, you can get him in a weird ballpark scenario where uh, he, at, at least against uh, lefties, he gives up a lot to center field rather than just pull. So it's it, I guess uh, Safeco doesn't have an especially far away center field, but, uh, you know, 400 feet. Uh, you do worry about the lefty power a tiny bit more in that stadium, but uh, he gives up his hardest contact or his highest home run to fly ball rate to righties. Um, so I don't know if this is one of those scenarios where like he always gives up tons of contact. It's just the question of what where does it land. Um, I, I don't know if, if the Seattle bats are the kind of thing you want to test that with, but uh, I don't know. In a bad slate, at least at least in tournaments, he probably makes sense. Yeah, I think he does, but I. I like the Mariners' offense more than most, so I generally don't throw starters against them. I think there right. are enough lefties that can uh, make an impact. That I just I don't want anything to do with Gossman uh, because I'd rather I'd rather be a little safer with the, the win probability. Even though you know I mentioned Gallardo as a guy that is probably, probably a good win blasted. probability for the Orioles. Yeah, minus one twenty is really not bad on tonight's slate because there are a lot of teams that are just mediocre matching up against each other too. So I, I see the case for it. I myself won't do it, but I understand if people want to. I wouldn't wouldn't discourage it either. Even though I'm not encouraging it, I'm not opposed to it. He's kind of middle of the road where I'm not stacking Seattle bats against him, but if it works out where Robbie Cano is the best value at second base today, then you know Cano plays second base for me, and that's fine. Uh, to also backtrack a bit, uh, do you think Junis might actually be like a pretty nice play in this one? Because uh, like in the minors, he's a guy with a really good strikeout-to-walk rate, Walks have been an issue for him in the majors, but you know it, the the minors uh, peripherals tend to bear out more as they get more innings in the majors. Uh, you don't worry about the home runs that he otherwise tends to give up in the stadium like that, and the, the temperatures below sixty there. So it seems like the things that tend to hurt him are, are in this setting and against that particular team. Things that are pretty minimal risks. Yeah, he's he's in that belligerent call i think he's less belligerent than maybe we initially 
had I've, signed on. But I've seen him get roughed up a few times in spots where I thought he'd have success, though, too. Just wonky young guy stuff, though, right? Like, it's it doesn't make sense other than just, like, the volatility of uh, first majors exposure. Because, like, in the minors, he doesn't walk people. Yeah, and he's not but he's not overpowering either. So, I yeah. think he's, he's very umpire and command dependent. Okay. And I think that's where... That's where the risk comes in. Even even a team that swings and misses a lot, like the A's, could uh, you know get into. They have a lot of power. Junis and yeah, nine yeah. homers allowed in forty four innings. Like they're, I, I look at him as a guy that could do very well. And on tonight's slate is one of my favorite cheap options. But I'm kind of talking myself into just taking the chalk with Quintana and living with it. I'm and just feeling, trying to get differentiation with my bats. I think I'm feeling tournament only tonight. I think I'm gonna try. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Tournament only could be the the way to play it out because there's not a lot of certainty. Uh, on the board as far as the arms go yeah anyway catcher yeah let's start with the catchers as we go position by position uh you know buster posey very i like that i like that a lot run probability yeah righty lefty on conley i know it's a a pitcher friendly environment but it's not extreme pitcher friendly and i think the the price is right in this case if you're doing cash that's like an auto play for me because he's i don't expect him to hit a homer in that stadium and conley tends to limit them anyway but rbi probability seems pretty high right there yeah it's really nice uh i think the other catcher in that game jt real mudo going up against ty block is also pretty reasonably yeah. priced too block doesn't really miss bats and i like getting real mudo in a righty lefty scenario yeah definitely he almost he's always just like so cash friendly with his pricing on FanDuel. um but yeah i uh i think i would rather just pay up more for posey in that case but uh, obviously if you're going expensive in other places uh Real Muto rarely hurts you, and he's he's quite a good player. Uh, McCann against Perez, I guess. Uh, same kind of thing with uh, Conley. You don't really expect home runs with him, but uh, he, he's pretty good against lefties generally. He has a hot bat lately. Yeah, James McCann could be an option. I would probably look at Cameron Rupp against Travis Wood. Oh, that's a good one. Even yeah. though it's in San Diego, only 2,100, so if Rupp gets the start tonight, he's probably the best punt play of the bunch where you're just spending very little at catcher. Uh, and then Alex Avila, Avila can play a lot yeah. more for the Cubs with Wilson Contreras down. He gets Asher Wojciechowski. 2500 is the price if Avila gets the start over Victor Caratini on Monday. Caratini's also in play, though, at 2200 He's another punt option yeah. if it's him uh, over the, Avila. I think uh, either of the Mets catchers makes enough sense at, at tournament play at 2000 and then otherwise... Um, uh, Zanino against Gosman. What the heck is wrong with Travis Darno? I mean, he had the, the homer back on August eighth, but a lot of really quiet games over the course of the second half. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you always have to theorize that he might be hurt at any given point in time. Uh, seems like he's totally good bat when he is healthy, but he's also been like more power specific this year. It's like he doesn't. Uh, he, his cold stretches are very cold, but then he he does have a bit of pop. So. I don't know. I don't have much. I don't have much of a background on Sessa. I don't know how vulnerable he might be specifically, but it's it's a guy who has, I think, decent home run projection potential, and uh, in a setting where he's not going to be owned much at all. Looking at first base now, Mark Reynolds, thirty three hundred at home against Tehran. I mean, that's a it's going to be very really, chalky, really nice value. I don't know if I like it that much, but uh, it, just because. Tehran has traditionally been very good against righties and obviously he's a bit off this year slash a lot of people are going to a lot of optimizers are going to be on Reynolds pretty much all projection models have to love him today uh so yeah maybe, maybe cash I guess but I don't know if I want him in tournaments specifically myself Lucas Duda doesn't have a hit in the last four games it's missing one with a thumb injury last week do you play him at 3100 in Toronto against Nick Tepish 
I, I don't know. Do we think he's still hurt? Uh, that's that's kind of my fear. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of interested in Tommy Joseph if I'm punting first base. I, the question is, do you actually want to punt first base though today? Um, you know, you've got there's Goldie, a few punt options. Yeah. McHugh, you got uh, Freeman only forty five hundred at Coors. He should be a five thousand dollar player in Colorado, shouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of first base options just at a glance here, and like even in a, even guys like I think. Uh, healy and, and uh olsen and deep ter- big tournament fields makes some sense if you're worried about junis's home run tendencies uh but yeah joseph against wood um i guess is dom smith the punt logan morrison flat? at 2800 yeah logan morrison uh going up against tepish that's a really cheap price on him I, I that's like that. weird he's not hurt is he no i don't think so I, I think i think i like the morrison option the best i don't want to go as far down as the dom smith plan even though you know, going into Yankee Stadium, park yeah. boost homers for lefties. I think with Dominic Smith, the challenging thing is that as cheap as he is and as enticing as he might be, based on where the Mets are going to hit him in the order, the power is still developing. He's got it. that like Sam Travis thing where it's just like, yeah, he's a fine prospect, but where's the power really? It's it's, it's hit tool over power yeah. right now. He's very young. He could still develop more. Right, yeah. He's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's going to be, I think, a 20 to 25 home run guy in time, but it might be a couple of years. What do you think about uh, the Toronto guys against Oda Rizzi? Who, uh, oh, that's right. I meant to pull up his velocity from the last start. He's um, been like weirdly unreliable for several starts yeah he he was pitching hurt probably for a little bit but it's like he might still be pitching hurt um at least slightly so i'm trying to get the he only went four innings that last time right boston uh let's see i guess his velocities was pretty normal at the time but uh who knows if he was just throwing command to the wind to to get that velocity where he wanted it. Um, I think it's Reynolds and Cash, Morrison in tournaments, and if you want to pay forty five hundred for Freddie Freeman because he's in Colorado, I would not hold that against anybody. Chris Davis in tournaments. I think makes sense too. Yep, against Gallardo in a park that does boost left handed power. I could see the case for that as well. Uh, moving over to second base, El Tuve comes at a discount because he's matched up against Grinky. Forty one hundred is the price. Not much of a discount though. Not not a lot. Robbie Cano at thirty nine hundred is priced up a bit more than he has been in recent weeks, so that kind of takes some of the appeal away from him. Uh, scopes up Ozzie at thirty eight hundred. I don't like Elbies as a hitter that much right really? now. I think uh-huh. I think Elbies can be like a good season long player. I mean, that he's in Coors makes it an option for sure. I guess I, he's kind of on that Elvis Andrews sort of trajectory where it's he's yeah. really young, but just, you know, might be like eight years away from getting any power. I mean, as chalky as Mark Reynolds is going to be, like when you get Reynolds for the same price, like I have a hard time forking over the 3300 for Ozzy Elbies. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a little slimmer pickings at second base. Like I, I know he's been in one of his cold stretches, but I like Odor in tournaments at 2600 uh, especially if you th- if you're worried that fulmer might not be quite himself at this point uh is drury like in triple a or something like why is he always in 2200 uh but anyway 2200 for drury against uh what's his name Colin McHugh. yeah <laughs> i think that's that's in play at least for cash i think because uh McHugh's, i think McHugh's okay but he's he's when he's bad he tends to really melt down and uh he's only recently removed from the dl so he presumably is not in his finest form yet i I think the second base call for me is going to be dj lemayhew 3200 i mean it's it's right there with reynolds in terms of how popular it's going to be 
But I like the idea of, of getting either one or both of Reynolds and LeMahieu into a lineup, especially if it's cash. I think in tournaments, you know, maybe you look a, a little where look a little bit elsewhere. Uh, what are you doing with Brad Miller right I now? I was going to say I kind of like him in that one, but I, I haven't looked at his like past few games. Um, Homeward uh, in the final game of the series against Boston was pretty quiet over the weekend. Uh, against cleveland a lot of strikeouts lately still tons of strikeouts still pretty ugly numbers overall if you go back to i think july 7th was his first game back off the dl brad miller since returning from injury has averaged 7.1 fan duel points per game hitting 204 <laughs> with a 330 obp the power hasn't been there it's risky but this Tepish. could be the, the rare spot where brad miller returns a good amount of value yeah, Tepish is a fine candidate to both walk and give up the long ball. So, I mean, he, he, Tepish belongs in triple or double A. So, I guess guys like that are where you would think a guy like Miller just might get on track. Here's a, a broken price. Jake Lamb is 3,300 today against Colin McHugh. Like, Oof, Lamb, Lamb hold lock. against a righty is going to be very, very chalky uh, and for good reason. Uh, as you look at some of the other options over at third base, quite a few. You know, broken Odorizzi, you could target him with a $4,000 Donaldson. The only question is, are you buying into a broken Donaldson? The more recent performances uh, kind of point to him maybe finally getting healthy. Look at, I mean, look at his game log over the last yeah. two weeks or so. He's averaging 18.3 FanDuel points per game, six homers in his last 12. I think we're at the point now where Donaldson is past the calf injury and starting to look more like the player we expect him to be coming into the year. Yeah, definitely. And, and when that is the case, he's pretty much always in play. And if, yeah, if Odorizzi's off, then Donaldson can take him. Uh, I think, I know he's expensive and probably therefore tournament only, but Beltre at home is always in play for me. Uh, Todd Frazier in tournaments, at least, against Montero. Yeah, I think, and, I think you'd go down that road. 3800 is the price. I'd like a little more of a discount. Yeah, but can't, yeah, that can't lamb, do what you want. Lamb's going to be very tempting and probably going to be like 60% owned in cash. But uh, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking mostly tournaments and maybe a guy like Beltre Frazier. Uh, what do you think about Franco against uh, Travis Wood at 2,800? I like it. I like a bunch of the Phillies, which is not always a good thing. I mean, there's, there's high risk, high reward if you load up there. Longoria at 2,800? Yeah, Longoria should be fine. I'm curious to see what the Rockies do if Arenado gets a day off. He left with a hand contusion after getting hit by a pitch Velika on Sunday. Or something. So yeah, like a, a cheap, a cheap piece could end up emerging from that Colorado game. Aside from you know, the options at first and second with Reynolds and DJ LeMahieu being priced down. Yeah. So I yeah. Otherwise, for third base, that's about all I see that particularly interests me. Pretty sure as Drupal Cabrera is broken right now, so I'm hesitant to buy in on him even though he's cheap if he's at, at short base. that's one thing but at third it's like who cares you're just passing up on, on too many other yeah. quality you're, take, you're taking a mid-grade at best shortstop bat at a position where power actually bears out pretty well pat valeka is 3300 if he does play he is shortstop eligible but that's not that's quite interesting. As cheap as i'd hoped I, I was looking for a little more of a discount because i'm a jerk like that but uh, uh yeah at shortstop dd gregorius at 3500 Love Didi at home. 3,500 against Rafael Montero in that Mets bullpen is great. I think he's like maybe the only shortstop I want to use today. I want Segura in tournaments, but only in tournaments at that price. Um, what else do we got? Here? Andrews is up at 4,200. That's too expensive. What, what, for what me. about Trevor Story? Is he just broke or something? Story at 3,000. That's pretty cheap um, for Story's power against. I mean, Tehran really good against righties for most of his career, but I, I mean, just. 
two or three innings of Atlanta bullpen is kind of interesting for Story. Story had a run where he went nuts for a few weeks in the second half of July and has cooled back off over the yeah. last two weeks or so. It just seems like that's who he is, I guess. Man, I, I'm curious to see what the price is in season-long leagues for him next year. 3000 I think, is okay. I mean, I I think it's a good, hey, Reynolds and LeMayhew are going to be really chalky, and people might back off story because he's been so bad. Like, that kind of angle could work, but I'm not wild about it. Right. Otherwise, it, I, I do like Kettle Marte at 2800 yeah, that's a solid play. He's getting on base a lot. His BABIP is way below his career averages. I think in that in that team, he projects as like a 290 hitter over a long stretch. And I know that sounds optimistic at a, at a glance, but uh, the on base is there and he's shown a little more pop this year. So against if, if McHugh has one of his meltdowns, uh, Marte at 2800, I think is a pretty nice projection. I think there's a good chance Marte has a spot in the starting lineup in 2018 on this team. His last 30 I think games, so. four homers, 12 walks against 16 Ks, 274 average, 367 OBP, 476 slug during that span. So I, yeah, I, he, I like him. He's a, I think his prospect profile is very nice. I mean, we had, when, they, when you have these guys who had high expectations when they're really young and they flop, and then two years later and they're still young and they're doing really well, it's like that's the time to buy. Yeah, I think he got hurt last year a bit too i think that was a factor in why he wasn't uh, the player the mariners were hoping for so the d-backs may have done really well kind of buying low on kettle Marte last off season uh, let's move over to the outfield charlie blackman at a very affordable i mean I, I you could put him at like six thousand today and he'd still be well worth owning <laughs> marcelo zuna against ty block at 3400 it's tempting and on a day like this that's a that's a lot of power going against a lefty uh, that probably won't be that highly owned conforto at four thousand in yankee stadium he's just why is he so automatic like it's like every time he's against a vaguely you know mediocre or less righty it's just home run uh so yeah i, I like conforto quite a bit and there aren't many days where he'll be as lowly owned as today people aren't really geeking out uh, about Conforto as much as they should. He's got 26 homers in 99 games. Oh, he's been insane lately. And again, it's like when he goes against a righty, it's just pretty much automatic. Like he gets a homer. Yeah, I I like the, Tw- 12. The he has 12 in his last 119 at bats, uh, three in his last four games. I want to see where Granderson's hitting in the lineup. 2600 yeah. is really cheap for him. He could be even a better value by comparison. Corey, Corey Dickerson's man. 3000 against Nick Tepish. <sighs> that's uh that's pretty tough to stay away from also i guess i mean it's like normally you'd like to at least have a pretty killer pitcher option so that you can go at these guys and not worry quite as much about the coors you know but when the pitchers are otherwise bad it's like what are you even saving up for necessarily it's like you just need the coors game to be a flop which uh with pitchers like tehran it's it's kind of hard to quite imagine it but yeah dickerson also very tempting at that price because tepish uh if he doesn't get clobbered it's just because he was just dumb luck looking for some really cheap like punt plays in the outfield if you had to save money there uh you know malik smith would be an option if he's leading off we'll yeah, see there's where not he's much at other than granderson that i saw alex gordon against jarell cotton maybe i don't know Brandon moss against jarell cotton could be an option 21 and 2200 what about uh leonis martin against kevin gossman i think you like gossman more than i do today though well i don't i don't it's not that I really like Gossman. It's like there are certain certain scenarios where outcomes can be very favorable, and he has a wide range of outcomes that are possible. So you don't you don't presume anything with him, but it's like he does have those heights that he somehow 
reaches occasionally and it generally is a matter of do the does the hard contact that he gives up go at you know uh, the right angle that it lands in the outfield where his defenders are as opposed to just way out in the the seats um martin you don't worry about the home run potential so much but uh i mean otherwise i mean gossman's not known for i'm trying to pull up his peripherals again like he's not really a walk guy traditionally like he's oh he's walking a lot this year but normally he's like three and a half or better k to walk kind of guy so um like k to walk is probably pretty useful for projecting like rbi and on base opportunities which uh if he gets on base you get the steal probability with with martin too so it it all it all works well enough like he's a fine enough play at the price but it's like i don't i didn't specifically gravitate toward him when i was looking things through do you throw the thirty five hundred dollars at brett gardner today against rafael montero as one of their kind of mid-tier option i really like a lot of the new york bats today i mean hicks i think is a bit in play at three thousand and yeah gardner at home against a righty is he's he's more automatic in that context than people give credit for it's kind of like conforto where it's like you don't realize this guy's he's got to be like a 900 ops guy in that scenario um at home and against righties he's pretty close to automatic friendly reminder though check the lineups on the site rotowire.com slash pod get a free 10-day trial if you're not currently a subscriber be sure to check the weather as the afternoon rolls along as well just make sure you know those uh, storms that are forecasted to miss parks or come later in the game make sure those don't get accelerated as uh, things change we got a day sorry one last thing in is 3200 yeah he's another one of the cheap pieces in the atlanta colorado game that kind of jumps out assuming he's leading off against chad bettis i think uh, the Enciarte exposure makes a lot of sense brandon phillips we didn't talk about him at second base also pretty yeah. cheap so it's kind of like LeMayhew or Phillips, you know, you can go either way if you want to fade that game entirely. So many bats. The Odor call in tournaments against Fulmer could be a good way to go if you think that Fulmer is uh, still broken. Baseball fans, don't forget, it's still baseball season. Keep at it. FanDuel's here, and it's better than ever. It's fantasy baseball for everyday fans. New contests continuing every day. No busted season. So if you're struggling in season long, pick up the uh, DFS interest right now. Pick a contest, choose your team, and compete against other fans. Again, FanDuel's got the late swap contest this year. No more worrying about those late lineup scratches or a sudden storm. The updated scoring includes quality starts, so pitchers now have more control over their own performance. And, of course, friends mode is an option, too. Create a league for your friends. Choose the days you play each week, and the contests are created automatically. And a leaderboard keeps track of how you stack up against each other. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. We've got a special offer for new users. You can deposit today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. It's FanDuel.com slash RW. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck with this slate. We're back with you. Joe and Todd are with you on Tuesday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.